They're prominent, they're successful, and some are more than a little controversial. They're real South Africans on face-to-face with success. Brought to you by real people with real solutions. Nashua, saving you time, saving you money, putting you first. You're listening to Face to Face with Success. I'm Nikiwe Bigicha. Randburg is undoubtedly the home of Mnet. The parent company MultiChoice and the various channels are spread across both sides of Brom Fisher Drive. Massive billboards advertising the channel's entertainment offerings dominate the landscape. At the heart of the sprawling complex is Mnet, which started it all. Yolisa Patle has been Mnet CEO since 2015 after initially joining the company in 2005. But her start in broadcasting was in radio in the UK where she grew up. My broadcasting career began at the BBC World Service um, in London and I started actually as an intern. So I literally, um, well, you know, kind of had the opportunity, luckily, to have a six-week internship at the BBC World Service. And they took us to, they had this training centre in the countryside at a place called Wood Norton. And you go for six weeks and they literally taught us all about how um, the radio studio works and how to rig up microphones and, you know, take telephone calls from war-torn areas around the world and, you know, play in records so they start just at the right (laughs) sort of lyric and things like that. And after those... um, um, six weeks. I was very luckily offered a job at BBC World at the BBC World Service, but in this um, kind of area which was called tape reclamation. And it was in the days; it was the sort of pre-digital days where we still had to use tape, <laughs> yes. physical tape, and we used to recycle that tape. So my job was to actually walk around all of the studios after the broadcast and get the um, bits of tape out of the studio and take it to this dark dungeon at the back of the BBC and we'd um, stitch it all back together so it could be reused. Starting at the very beginning. So yes, (laughs) and it was through my work in radio as a, well initially as a technical person that I then was able to move into production and became um, a radio producer and then after being a radio producer I had the opportunity to work at BBC Um, Television mm -hmm. Centre as well. But originally, that wasn't your first interest. You're a musician. Mm, How did you make that transition? So, how did I make that transition? Well, actually, that transition um, was strange, but in a way, it made sense. Because as a musician, we spent a lot of time in recording studios, um, recording albums, and then also in radio studios uh, as you know interviews as en- interviewees yes. really because I was in I was lucky enough to be in some bands that actually mm-hmm. got to number one in in the charts in the UK and in the US and all over the world so we were quite often called in as the guest <laughs> of the day and the same at television so I had a lot of technical um, experience which I think helped me get my first job in radio mm-hmm. and it was really then that I became really interested in the media as opposed to you know being a musician. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised at the path your career has taken since those early days? I mean here you are now in South Africa head of a, one of the leading channels in the country and indeed the continent. 
I am surprised. It's strange because I know, as a child, um, you know, my parents, like many parents, were very keen for me to get the best education I could get. And they, you know, were hoping that I could have a career, um, I guess, a, a more secure career as you know maybe a lawyer or a doctor <laughs> or an accountant or a teacher and and it was a bit of a shock I think to them when I said no I want to be a musician um, and also for myself you know I, I it was a shock to myself because I'd always wanted some security I'd always wanted like a profession but I was so kind of in love with the idea of music that I actually realized that sometimes it's just important to study you know, what you really, really want to study as opposed to studying something because you think it will give you a job. Mm -hmm. So um, it has been an interesting journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what is it about television that has, I don't know, has this allure for you and what has television meant to you? Well, I, you know, I, I grew up, you know, like many people, I was born at the end of the 1960s and it was a very, um, I guess, challenging, um, difficult time for South Africa, you know, and mo a lot of the people around me were very intent on, you know, being political or doing something which was seen as, you know, as, as a sort of societal gesture, I guess. But for me, I think music has, or in many ways, often had the power to motivate and um, call people to action, you know, far more effectively than um, some of our politicians. You know, a great song often has a message which really is like a rallying call to people. And I think I find that storytelling is a very effective way to, um, I guess, reflect reality, but also to create the possibility of, of something better. So I've always loved storytelling, whether it's through music or through um, drama. And television is, is a way to, it's a, a great way to tell a story. Indeed. And so you have been CEO now for a number of years. And one of the things you said when you first started is that you want to play or have an impact rather in transforming the industry and making sure that local stories are told and, and that uh, startup entrepreneurs get a boost. What extent has that happened, hmm. do you think? So, I mean, I can say that for the last, I'd say, three to four years, um, you know, at MNET, we have invested more and more year on year. So you only have to look at, um, well, here in South Africa at the growth of Mzanzi Magic to see that every year we do something more um, we try and do something bigger and we try and do something better. But even um, outside of South Africa, we have channels which are positioned for Nigerian audiences. We have two channels in East Africa. And uh, again, there, we're increasing our investment in, in those local stories. And, you know, we see that the more you talk to people in their languages, the more that you reflect the lives and the aspirations um, of your audience, generally, the, the, you know, the more they enjoy the programming and your audiences grow. So it is a, it's a wonderful thing because you're telling, um, you're telling your own stories in your own language, you're preserving your culture, you're preserving your languages, but you're also, it's also a very um, business savvy move because yes. people want to see themselves on television and at the same time you're creating jobs, um, you're building people's careers, and it's a very collaborative process. Yeah, yeah. What is your definition of success, both personally and in your business life? 
Well, personally, you know, I like to be able to sleep well at night. <laughs> so I try very hard to make sure that I'm always on the right side of um, the rules. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm a risk taker, but I'm a risk taker in, 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 in a creative way. So um, I think it's important to be at peace with yourself and to and it's difficult when, you know, you have to make decisions which are not necessarily aligned to your personal values. So I've always worked very hard. Um, and, you know, Mnet is a company, I think, that shares my own personal values. So that really, really helps mm -hmm. because this is a South African company that believes in transformation, that believes in um, contributing to the society in which it operates, which is um, sort of 110% vested in, 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 in our local industry. And those are, those are values very close to my, to my own heart. Mm -hmm. But obviously I'm a mother as well, and I have um, two wonderful, beautiful boys, <laughs> and um, they mean the most to me. And I think, um, you know, every mother would say that children, their children are hugely kind of significant. And we try to make the world a better place for not only our own children, but for everybody's children, because we, we don't live in a vacuum. And yeah. we, we need to create a society which works um, best for everybody so those things matter has that definition changed for you over the years did, did different things matter to you when you were younger yeah i think um you know as you get older it becomes less about your own personal sort of quest and and more about you you feel um the rewards of seeing other people achieve their goals so i'm always um delighted when I see new producers having, you know, that first kind of experience of success, um, you know, when we as Mnet or Mzanti Magic or Africa Magic are able to be part of that story um, and to facilitate in some way, but obviously the credit, you know, will have to be with those producers or those actors because without them, you know, there's no TV show. So I definitely derive a lot more from seeing other people reaching um, their dreams. Did you find the transition of, of coming back to South Africa difficult? It was strange because I didn't actually know I was coming back to South <laughs> Africa. <laughs> so, you know, essentially I worked for the BBC mm -hmm. and, the, and when you've worked for the BBC for a number of years, mm -hmm. you can apply for a career break. Yes. And I was successful and they said, yes, you can have a career break. You can have a year off mm -hmm. unpaid leave mm -hmm. and we'll keep your job for you. So have a great time with your family in South Africa. So uh, to all intents and purposes, you know, I packed this one suitcase for myself, <laughs> one for my so the father of my children, a little bag for my two children who were very small. And we were we thought we were coming back <laughs> after a year. Mm -hmm. But um, obviously after you know, really getting the chance to see mm -hmm. South Africa and, and becoming used to being with, you know, my family who are here, mm -hmm. um, we decided that we were not going back and I actually resigned from the BBC. So it it wasn't like a conscious decision. Sure. Mm -hmm. It just, having joined <laughs> exactly. Mnet, I realised that there was wonderful, wonderful opportunities in this incredible organisation and I really, really wanted to be a part of them. Mm -hmm. And any regrets about that decision? 
No, I actually don't have any regrets um, because, you know, I started at Channel O and then a couple of years later we launched Vuzu and then a couple of years later we launched Mzanzi Magic and then Mzanzi Uetu and Mzanzi Bicycle. So it's really been, you know, a huge growth opportunity for me. You know, I've had to learn more and more and more because I started looking after one channel and then two and then three and then four and then obviously now, you know, I, I'm looking after Mnet. So it's just, no, I mean, I, I, I'm having a great time. Fantastic. So if you had to tell someone, a young person out there who's looking to have a similar career, what would be your top three pieces of advice? I think you have to understand and be willing, um, you know, to make mistakes. And I have to say that it all sounds like it all kind of (laughs) fell into place perfectly. But there was many, many occasions when... Um, it was very difficult and when you know I we tried things and um, they didn't work mm-hmm. and you know you have to try and learn those lessons mm-hmm. um, how do you come back from that you know, it, that is tough and mm-hmm. I think one of the, the one of the because if you are in a sort of a type personality and you really want to get things right then you're not really a good loser you know mm-hmm. and you take it really hard when it goes wrong but um, I've sort of taught myself that yes my job's very important but my job isn't me Mm. you know take my job away from me Mm. and hopefully there's still something there (laughs) you know take my responsibilities away from me my my work responsibilities and there has to be something more um to me Mm. so I work quite hard to try and maintain that balance because um there have been you know some low low times (laughs) but um I think look for opportunities, you know, because small opportunities can really provide like a wonderful kind of launching um, Mm -hmm. pad for your career. And I think look for the people who will give you the opportunities, because I have to say that um, I'm very grateful to many people who along the way took a chance on me Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, gave me the latitude to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you have to believe in yourself. You have to surround yourself with people that believe in you. Mm-hmm. You have to learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. You have to build resilience because it's devastating when um, things go wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can find ways to deal with that. And, and just remember that, you know, your job is important, but it's not, it can't be everything Mm -hmm. you have to have like your own sort of inner core that is you Mm -hmm. and when you put your head on your pillow at night you've got to be able to sleep for that reason you've got to feel confident and comfortable in in who you are you've been listening to face to face with success i'm nikiwe bikicha they're prominent they're successful, and some are more than a little controversial. They're real South Africans on face-to-face with success. Brought to you by real people with real solutions. Nashua, saving you time, saving you money, putting you first. Find more real success stories at thesolutionslab.co.za.